sit back, turn the ship over to your Kobas, and relax. We're turning on flight assist. 07 Commanders, and welcome in. My name is Commander Mal for the win, and with me, as always, is Commander Psychit. 07 Commanders. If it's your first time listening, we're glad you found us. Every week on the Flight Assist Podcast, we talk to a different commander or organization. We find out a little bit about them, what they're up to in game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community. Before things get started, we just want to say thanks for being here, because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. That's right. I d- you know what? Retrospectively, yes, we have had um, had a VTuber on the show before um, in in Sky the Shark. Um, true, true. Occasionally, he will put his real face, his his human faced self, yeah. onto camera. But more often than not, now you will find his sharkness you do, floating yeah. around on the screen. Absolutely, we have. Um, we're sitting down with um, Celine Stardragon today, and I really like her. I, just, I love I, hanging out in her streams. I, I it is so. I, there's just something about it that's like <laughs> it's got a great energy, you know. It's just most of the time it's just the erring on the wrong side of UK hours for me. <laughs> I'm normally yeah. on a on a wind down, getting ready to getting ready to go to bed, so I don't get to catch catch a lot of it, uh, a lot of her streams and things like that. But I know that she, it's it's my understanding that she's been been playing for a little while, um, mm-hmm. and. Um, She's, she's just oh, anytime that I do catch her stream, she comes across as such a lovely person. Yeah, and yeah, and that's really that's really important. Um, no, no matter how you how you portray yourself, um, I, I'm just I'm just really fascinated by the whole world of it. And I know we yeah. have a couple. We've got Yuna on the stream as well, who does um a lot of VTubing and yeah, like. It it's so it's so intriguing to me, and I hope. Me too. And, and while I don't want to like focus on it because this is an elite dangerous podcast, and we talk about <laughs> we're supposed to talk about elite dangerous <laughs> a lot, right? Here, right. Rather than getting waylaid and sidetracked and squirreled as often as we do, um, I think yep. I do want to touch on it. I do want to want to talk about it. I don't know, yeah. and it, it it's just so fascinating to me. It really um, is. It's, it's one of those, I feel like this is one of those things that like when my, when I go visit my parents and they're like, you know, son, we don't understand all of this YouTube internets things. I feel like that's me with like Snapchat and VTubers. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm fascinated by it and I really want to understand it, but my brain won't go there. And I'm just, I just find myself. This, what is this TikTok of which you speak? <laughs> Exactly. Oh my god! Isn't that the sound a clock makes? I don't understand. Is it a oh, thing now? Old it's something you watch. Old man, coming up right there. Wow. wow. Also, you kids, get off my lawn! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Hey, I have. As of yesterday, I have been on this planet for almost half a century. So wow. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. It's, it's just it's, 
that gosh, that time, that time just yep. keeps moving on, doesn't it? <laughs> it just really doesn't care about how we feel about that. It just does its no own thing. No matter how much we try, no matter how much we try. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh! I I think this is going to be our last like proper interview with another human before. Well, yeah, with another human. Yeah, not counting our Christmas special and our Christmas party on the nineteenth of December. Right. Um, not counting that, this is going to be our um last conversation with a human with this a commander year. yeah yeah which is weird it's been it's been a really short season because we will probably yep. start a new season next next year because it make it mm. makes sense after a break to start a new season it has yep. been a really short season and we're really grateful for you um i know i'm really grateful for you guys for um the listeners for bearing with us with that um yes wow we ironed Absolutely. out things that we were dealing with because there's been mm-hmm. there have been injuries there have been issues on the peripheral yep. that have um mm-hmm. been been a bit nonsense this for this season and our apologies and thank yeah. you for sticking with us absolutely absolutely right enough natter shall we get celine on another chat yeah let's do it Welcome on in, Celine. It's excellent to have you here. How 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 the devil are you? How are you doing, my lovely? Oh, oh, seven all. Um, I'm actually doing pretty good. Good, um, excellent. Tiny bit nervous, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. It's it, it's yeah. fine. We'll do we'll do our very best to make sure that you keep it that you're at ease with us because we um we're, we're nice. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's that's the thing I found in this community. Yeah, and mm-hmm. even if um someone it seems intimidating because of follower count, um, squadron affiliations. They're all mostly really good people. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, 99.99. Yeah. I 100%. Yeah. I 100% agree with that 99.9%. <laughs> oh, that was, that yep. was terrible. There are no. always outliers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That, that'll I'm, be in every community. There's always outliers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if, for anybody who doesn't know you, Selena, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. So, basics, your commander name, if you create Elite Dangerous content, and how long you've been playing. Uh, um, well, hello, I'm Selene Stardragon. Everyone just calls me the Admiral. In game, I'm Selene Stardragon. I figured connect it all. I, I stream on Twitch, and I've been planning to make some YouTube videos, but... I'm I'm just a little lazy. Um, what was the rest of the question? <laughs> How long you've been playing? Believe it or not, just a little over a year. Oh, oh wow! Nice. Oh, nice. I I don't know why I had it in my head that you've been playing for so much longer. <laughs> uh, no, I I just it Elite was one of those games I just clicked with and just yeah I just. But yeah. Yeah, nice. What was it that you said you clicked with Elite? What was it that kind of got you into the game in the first place? Well, that that could be a bit of a long answer. 
if you're not mine. Yeah, go Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. We, we love a story here on Flight Assist. This is your show. <laughs> I, I grew up with uh, Super Nintendo. Okay. And I played a lot of games like um, Star Fox. Um, oh, yeah. Super Metroid. I watch Star Trek all the time. Um, I've watched Star Wars. I, I'm overall a big sci-fi nerd. I haven't watched all of it. Some people might want to re- revoke my sci-fi nerd card sometimes, <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure that if I had the time to watch all of it, there would be, um, very little I didn't like. Right. Right. When COVID-19 started up, Humble Bundle had a sale. And my housemate got the package and went, hey, there's this game Elite Dangerous. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I will play it, but do you want it? I'm right. Like, That's a spaceship game. Let me give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time I pulled out of, what is it, Moss and Dunk? The um, tutorial yeah. station. Yeah. And I saw that gas giant. Yeah. And I looked over and I saw those rings. Yeah. Just mm. let me get my fingers to work. Hold up. The snap isn't coming through. But <laughs> instantly, instantly, I fell in love. And I knew this was going to be a game that I would spend a lot of time with. Yeah. And I had already been streaming a little at that point. Um, mostly doing like re- um, some retro games, playing games on tabletop simulator. Right. But I just went, hey guys, check this out. <laughs> and I started streaming Elite Dangerous and getting to know the community and just. Y- y'all will have to, if, if anyone wanted to get rid of me, they, they would have to pry my, um, <laughs> pry the game out of my hands. Yeah. Yep. They would I have to peel your you fingers, your cold, dead fingers off of the stick in the cockpit. <laughs> like that's, that's, I, exactly. I love that visual is like, you will not drag me away from this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, um, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's really Moorish, isn't it? You just like, you, you put it down and you're like, mm, I wouldn't mind just like one more hour isn't going to hurt every, anybody. <laughs> right? And then it's the next it's morning. Like, <laughs> yeah. You look at, you look at the window and you see the sun coming up and you're going, Oh, oh God. Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's one, it is one of those. You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Um, so we we've touched a little bit on your first time logging in uh, as well with the uh, um with the with the saying that is there any any memory from a year ago when you oh from about a year ago when you started playing that really really stands out as like the your new play your personal new player experience. Um, I started off like I figured I was gonna like trade and explore, mm-hmm. and someone suggested. You should head to the system called Tegeta out in the Pleiades. Okay. And when I first pulled into that system with the way the shaders were, and I first pulled up to um, Titan's Daughter by Tegeta 4, everything in that purple hue 
with yep. that that blue star and it was one of the prettiest things yeah. I've ever seen in gaming. Yeah. And the the a close second would be um when I got into I recently got into AX combat pretty heavily. Right. And I managed to kill a basilisk solo and <gasps> that was an adrenaline high. Whoa. Mm. That That's was an adrenaline high. <laughs> I can't believe you've only been playing for a year and you've got a bloody basilisk kill. I know. <laughs> I That's I awesome. I feel so inadequate right now. <laughs> I had some very good teachers and people cheering me yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, that's definitely a um like the first time you get to the first time you experience the visuals of course are great, right? You can mm-hmm. you can you can find numerous examples of like that's just something you're not going to see anywhere else and Elite does a really jo- good job of making you feel like you're there. I think yeah. a lot more than other games. Like it doesn't feel to me, it doesn't feel as cartoony. It doesn't feel, it feels much more visceral and much more real. So there's that impact. And then you add to it when you like have your first Thargoid encounter, the first time you get hyperdicted or the first time that, you, you know, like you were saying, when you get your first solo kill on uh, I actually had, I actually had my first Thargoid encounter on that trip to Tegeta. Really? In my little unengineered aspects. I'm just puttering through and I'm like, Non-human signal source. I mean, I've seen oh. some videos on YouTube about these Thargoids. Let me let me go watch one for a little bit. They're they they don't attack, right? I pull in and there's a cyclops. <gasps> oh. And it turns and it roars. Yeah. And yeah. I look around and I get out of there as fast as possible. <laughs> that that is one encountering a Thargoid is something you have to experience. You yeah. can watch others. Yeah. But just encountering one behind the controls yourself is that's a whole that's a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I have a very, I have a vague recollection of someone saying to me. I mean, I have a, I, I, I seem to remember visiting, visiting like the barnacles before, before going and actually seeing a thargoid. So the barnacles in themselves are, um, uh, not, not, not the barnacles. What do I mean? Instead of barnacles, I mean like the one of the um crash ships, one of the ones where it's like motherships or whatever. It, you, yeah, the speculation is that it's a crash mothership. One of those, I was, mm-hmm. I was taken to one of those really, really early on, and I think it was probably like a couple of months before I, um, put on put on my 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 big pants and went and <laughs> actually dropped into a I dropped into one of those um non-human signal sources so that's really cool that it was such an early experience for you going and going and encountering what is effectively really such an end end game piece of content yeah yeah so if i may ask 
what's the what's the story if there is one behind your commander name um well Celine is just me and Star Dragon is sort of a I like dragons I like space um so I just put that together as a sort of surname yeah and makes sense figured it sort of fit a sci-fi sort of theme and that's just become my thing I like it. The the Admiral came because um as a content creator I I have certain like flair I throw up for um the content creation purpose. Uh-huh. Right. And like I just figured Admiral, you know, that that sounds yeah. cool. It is cool. It is cool. Everything, um, everything really fits nicely together. Um, yeah. It. I, I really. I want to compliment you on that, actually, because um, as as someone who has a lot of um, uh, like brand guideline, sort of like branding <laughs> experience, like uh, as a, as um, the day job of a brand consultant, um, have like. Your brand is absolutely phenomenal, and I, yeah. I, I, I must, I must compliment you on that. You can, you can recognize at Celine's Celine's content, and I think that yeah. that is there were there were a couple of really great content creators. There, there really are some excellent content creators out there, um, but there is there are it, it's just recognizing where you sit and what you do for your flair and for your content what makes you you and i think you have a really really good a really stunning level with it if, does, yeah, if that makes sense I would agree. yeah and i just wanted to make sure i want to hear yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm not joking at all. I'm not like trying to be um, uh, insipid with it or anything. It's just like you can your your content is your content is so on point with branding, and I, I love that. I love that. It makes it makes my little um, brand branding heart go very very happy. <laughs> I just I just went all right. Celine Star Dragon, I'm. And y'all know I'm a I'm a VTuber mm-hmm. and so I I designed my own avatar and I initially went with like um a Star Trek style uniform. Right. With some adjustments for my personal taste, of course. Right. Yeah. And I just figured the that would be an outlet to sort of um keep uh, social anxiety in check mm. if i could have that little bit of something a bit of a shield yeah yeah, yeah that makes sense <laughs> and then i'm like all right if i'm gonna use a uniform and all go with admiral wait i'm a fan of star trek let me come up with a uh, fleet badge and that little um badge design that's on all of my model designs and the subscription flair and all mm-hmm. that is something i just threw together and i'm like this looks like a badge this looks yeah. like a recognizable right. emblem and yeah. i just sort of 
I didn't know what I was doing. I just, I just went, this seems like it fits together. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you just find a thing fix as well. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's sometimes it's sometimes you have to you have to reach for it and strive for it constantly like um like Mal and I do with our um our ever tweaking. But I think um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, but I think that there's, there's something really, really super cool about um about the way you present yourself uh, and the way that you 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 have everything within your your channel and all your your content. And I know this is um this is slightly away from Elite Dangerous side, but um it's. <laughs> It's 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 a really cool thing. We have um we have a couple of uh uh like a, a part time VTuber and uh, another VTuber on our um on our stream team, and yeah. I totally get it. I totally get that um putting up that shield and having a having a completely different persona. I think is excellent. And well, it's not actually a completely different persona. Mm -hmm. It's it's just entirely me. Mm -hmm. I just just use that to have something to help myself help ease my fear yeah gotcha that I makes sense. That. yeah it provides and, a little bit of a barrier or a buffer sorry exactly. my dog has all of a sudden decided he wants to be part of the podcast <laughs> little mom we like doggos <laughs> and to sort of bring it around um Playing Elite actually influenced further designs that I came up with for that avatar. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. I know um I know a few a few folks who are um there's <laughs> quite a um there's quite a, 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 a big I don't want to say like fan art, but it, inspiration for 3D modeling as well within within the elite um, the elite da um, dangerous space. And oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of inspiration that's there. I'm thinking about what Commander mm -hmm. Fosdyke being being one that just sort of rolls off the tongue as well as someone who does a lot of um, a, a lot of 3D modeling. And yeah, I just I just wanted to get it out there and make sure that I complimented you on your on the stuff that you're doing because I think it's excellent. I'm really, Thank really you. impressed. <laughs> do you um back to elite now do you align yourself with a squadron or a minor faction at all um i actually have my own in-game um squadron nice hold on hold on one second here is that time of year for mucus pardon me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I have my own squadron in game, the Nebula Roses. Oh, very nice. Oh, I like that name. That is an excellent I, name. I tried to get an in game faction and sort of kept bouncing off the um wall of getting it in. And it's that sort of got put on the back burner and the the roses sort of do whatever. Right. So where where are you based as a faction, or do you have somewhere that you're based? Are you kind of nomadic in that way? Um, kind of nomadic, actually. 
We have several fleet carriers we operate out of. Um, we work with other squadrons, factions. Like, right now, a few, a few from the squadron are working with some people from Marauder's Vanguard right, in the okay. Scrutiners event, transporting millions of goods in, mm-hmm. while other parts of the Roses are out in the Witch Head, helping um, fight off the Thargoids. Would you say, nice. would you say then that you are, your squadron is kind of primarily um, leaning towards anti-Xeno activity just because it's, it's something that you do a lot? I would say um, it's something I do a lot. We got a few members that do participate in it, mm. but there's a lot more um, bounty hunters than um, AX pilots. Okay. Interesting. Uh, bounty hunting is a lot of fun. Um, any, anyway, would you say, um, what would you say is your forte in game? I've got a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to let you answer. <laughs> um, combat in general. Okay. Because I did a lot of um bounty hunting missions. That that's how I. That's how I got my my own fleet carrier through um, missions when they increased the bounty payouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty good at the on foot stuff, but and um, I do a a good chunk of AX stuff just because I want to continue to become better as a pilot in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a high a high skill. As I say, it's like that that end game content, which is, um, which is in- interesting. Um, what I, this is a this is a slightly off um, off the course of questioning, but would you say that you had a preferred ship to do your um, do your combat in? What what ship would you say is your favorite to use? It for this particular de- thing specifically well it depends on the combat because ax combat i'm in a crate mark II. okay nice but for bounty hunting it's got to be the sword of damocles my corvette the corvette I love, I love all of your naming, your naming strategies. They're so, they're so beautiful and pretty. Um, Several several of my ships actually tell my, um, tell some of my commander's story. That's awesome. That's awesome. There's the Gan. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was going to ask you what some examples were and you were going away with telling me about them. So I was interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> my, I still have my original Sidewinder, the Ganges, which oh. in some legends, mm-hmm. the Ganges is the river life sprang from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where my journey began. I went on to a Cobra Mark III, Celine's Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a trade route. I forget the name of the system, but, um, 
I, w- I ran it in a type six trading um imperial slaves ah. and that ship was called ended up called blood money blood money oh nice but i used that to save up enough to get my aspects which was called mm-hmm. redemption i love it the so first much ship, the first ship <laughs> i left the bubble in that's so cool and I stayed out in Taigetta for a while. I shipped the Type 6 up. Taigetta had a lot of missions for um, hauling um, precious metals and stuff back and forth to the neighboring system, Electra. And so I ran that for a while and ended up getting a crate and a chieftain. The nice. crate was called Wake Angel. Mm-hmm. And it became my combat ship. And I named it the Wake Angel after the um the Wake was, Angels from Titan A. Titan A. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just became my favorite person. <laughs> and Everybody's naming nobody, like, pop nobody gets that reference. Stop I'm making so happy. Everybody pop culture references that go straight over my head all the time. <laughs> now the chieftain had a slightly sillier name because I had it outfitted that it could um withstand and fight off pirates because they became a p- problem out in Taigetta. Right. But it could still haul cargo back and forth. It was called the Honey Badger. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and between those two ships and my eventual return to the bubble, I was able to put together the money to get my first anaconda, mm-hmm. the Dragon's Pride. Nice. And I flew that ship almost exclusively for the longest time really Bet- with that that's that's the ship i did a lot of bounty hunting in out in um ltt 12058 for a while okay and i got i've gotten several other ships the wake angel 2 and fdl in case i ever want to spar with friends mm-hmm. um I forget the name of my AX crate, but it's it means grass cutting sword. Right. I love that. And then of course the um I got the clearance, I got the sword of Damocles for my Corvette. <laughs> Amazing. And I I also got a little courier which is my de facto bubble bus. Mm-hmm. The laughing ferret. <laughs> <laughs> because I've got that thing geared out for speed and jumping. Nice. And if I I'm if I'm driving around in open and someone I come across someone who intends me harm, they're not gonna catch me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just um, I've literally I'm I'm like shields away from engineering, um, engineering a car, um, uh, carrier. Once, um, 
once this easily once this episode comes out i will have a fully kitted out courier but i must admit the first time that i put those thrusters on it and i took off from the pad <laughs> and i boosted i was like wait what <laughs> yeah those those um enhanced thrusters mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> or engineering they just they you feel like you should be pushed into your seat when you hit that absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Very much so. I was just like, everyone was like, no, no, no. It's like, you need to make sure that you get those enhanced thrusters because it's going to be useless without them. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure it's going to make that much of a difference? So I bought them and I already had all of the engineering material for them. So that all went on. And I'd been, I'd been like just flying about in it for um, a few uh, a few trips here and there and it had been fine and then holy butts that right. thing can go did you, get, did you get one of those cg um fsds yeah of course i did, did yeah. you got the size did you put the size three on the courier i absolutely did yes nice that not only is it fast it gets really good jumpering. It does. Yeah. It really does. And I'm not I'm not super fussed now. Um I'm not super fussed about the flight range because it is just gonna be a little like okay, it's great for landing at settlements because it's a small ship, that kind of thing. I was getting a little bit a little bit annoyed because I was taking um one of my one of my crate phantoms around and because that's even though it feels small, it's a um a medium ship, so there's less stations that it can land on. It's more more of a walking distance and all of that nonsense. But um so having having a little courier um and just having I think it's just shy for me of 40 light years, something like that, like maybe 38, I think it is, around that. I might be incredibly mistaken, but it's definitely somewhere between 35 and 40, around that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And that's great. That absolutely does what I need it to do. And it's mm-hmm. got all of the accoutrements on it that is going to make it just such a great um, BGS doing stuff around around my systems my system mm-hmm. so yeah i can't i can't wait to get it get it completely done so i totally feel you on the carrier and it's beautiful inside yeah. as well oh, i it did is. not i did not realize how pretty it was <laughs> good maya did fantastic on that mm. yeah it is um my favorite good maya ship I think, I think it might be mine as well. I know, I know. Um, Mel's crying in Clipper, in yeah, in Clipper yes. over there. But um, <laughs> yes, that is correct. I, um, I'm sorry, so Mel. I have to admit, I've never flown a Clipper. I have the cl- one. The I Clipper think- is is a it's a a finicky kind of. So <laughs> here here's the thing: the Clipper is a medium ship that lands on a large pad, like. It really like the what you can outfit on the ship seems like it's a medium ship. What you can do with the ship seems like it's a medium ship, but because it's got these big pods that stick out on the side, it's Mm -hmm. classified as a large ship. So there's that part of it. The other part is it is it has horrible, horrible hard point conversions. (laughs) Like really, really bad. So it's terrible. That's that's (sighs) what I've heard about the clipper and one of the reasons i've kind of sidestepped it yeah the good thing about it is 
it handles absolutely beautifully in Super Cruise. It is it is very nimble for its size. So it's actually with the with the uh what is it? The V one engineer, like a uh, double engineered frame shift drive. Mine gets like 55 light years of jump range w- nice. with everything that you'd want in it for exploring. So it's not like a jump conda, but it's great for exploration and it's super maneuverable and super cruise. And it's just the, the only problem is it's so big. It's hard to land anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I've, but other I've than noticed, that, it's I've noticed wonderful. across both Gudamaya ships that I've tried, Gudamaya do- ships do tend to drift a little. <laughs> yes, but, that is true. But for what they do, they excel at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The cut of his nonsense Very for true. drifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most nonsense. Yes. I had a cutter for a while before I got the Corvette, the Phalanx, and I didn't i did not enjoy it mm. Mm, i think it 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 does it it did it does its job of being able to cram a lot of stuff into it incredibly well um and that's great for those people who are um your opida folks and those who those folks who love hauling um mm-hmm. but i still i still like either rather mine in a corvette than a cutter there's it's just it's, it's I, not the ship for me. I yeah. do have a bit of a jokey name for a hauler. Mm-hmm. I have Herbie, the Type 9, named after the love bug. <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> I joke that I got it secondhand. That's why the Kofas is German. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and literally, it's got the um automated landing the um super cruise assist i barely fly it it basically flies itself mm-hmm. that's what well, that's, that's probably for the best with the type well. nine <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to fly one of those but if i absolutely need to get 752 units of cargo right. from one large pad to another yeah. I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. Absolutely. Very true. <laughs> so good at what it does. So good at what it does. So yeah. um we said um we talked about your um what you what you were best at in game um, and combat. Mm-hmm. Is combat what you enjoy doing the most as well? Um yeah. I I tried to get into exploring, but I'm not good at it. And I personally have a problem with losing attention so those periods when you're um just sort of drifting and trying to isolate things i just sort of find myself mentally losing focus and i just want to um get to doing something and it's just something I'm not particularly good at. That's fair. I can I can sightsee. I, if you give me a place to investigate, and I have a destination to go to, I can do that much. But just like some of the people that I've seen that do like grid searches, 
of sectors of the galaxy, just doing grid mapping. I I can only sit in awe at and watch them do it. But I know for myself that I can't. There's um, a back along. I used to I used to watch Reaper pick up mm-hmm. use EDDI and pick a cube out of um EDDI just a, a cube in space and scan every single star within that cube and I yeah. was like I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I, I need to have a destination. Yeah, I think I've seen elevator music do that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I just, I just. And I need a destination. I need to know that. <laughs> I need to go yeah. know that I'm going somewhere that's going to be really interesting. Now, if you point me to a new Guardian ruin, mm-hmm. I'll probably be landing there within a couple hours in my career, and I'm going to be crawling all over that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll do that. If they ever add like interior structures like you can go inside of a guardian ruin mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and explore i'm gonna be doing that i'll probably oh, get lost touring these sites <laughs> you and me both mate just spelunking yep. and finding just, seeing what i just find. give us indy jones hats <laughs> there you go not before Christmas. I want my Santa hat first. <laughs> oh yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, so when you are in game and you have like a specific goal, um, you know, you're you're going on an AX mission or you're investigating something, what sort of resources do you use for your play style as far as like, you know, third party websites or, you know, programs or anything like that? Um, mostly Inara, in Inara or um, EDDB. Okay. I, yeah. I I don't reference a whole lot. I just like I I get up or I get told stuff, and I'm like, okay, I I set up my plan and I go do things. Right. Nice. But like um during the CG event I used EDDB to um help bring the stuff for the Colonia Bridge. Gotcha. Or um if I'm engineering, I need to look at what where the um nearest mat traders are in case I'm sure. So so those are the main things that I use. Nice. I know I should get like market connect or something, but AD market connector. Uh, it's, it's the best. It, thing. This also great. comes back to me being a little lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I sing its praises. I sing the praises of ED Market Connect and ED Engineer. Um, it's a running joke. I know it's a running joke. I know everybody, uh, everybody takes the Mickey out of me for um being like this ED Engineer evangelist. But the 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 amount of times that I I tell people that they it's a really good idea to have um ED Market Connector open so that you're constantly feeding back that information about the galaxy. And I'm telling people about it and i look over and i'm like yeah no you haven't opened it again <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. just 
just just yep. downright laziness. That's what it is. Yeah. Sometimes that happens though. And sometimes squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. And jinx. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so thinking more about hardware than software, um, what is your preferred control scheme for flying the ship? Like keyboard and mouse, HOTAS, gamepad? I'm keyboard and mouse. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love finding keyboard and mouse players. Why, if I may ask, why do you prefer that over something like a HOTAS or, you know, dedicated controller? Because it's all that I currently have. Oh, that works too. <laughs> and, and at this point, I could shop for a hotels, but I'm so invested in so much muscle memory mm-hmm. in yeah. how I do things, keyboard and mouse, yeah. that getting a hotels would, I would probably have to relearn from the ground up. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Can confirm. Yep. Same. Even just switching sticks, like going from a Microsoft Sidewinder joystick to a Logitech, like an X52, just that requires some relearning, you know? So going from something like keyboard and mouse to, uh, you know, a gamepad or a HOTAS setup is there's definitely a lot of muscle memory stuff that has to be unlearned and then the new stuff that has to be relearned. It's not fun. <laughs> I, I can believe it. I can believe it. I've, I've seen, seen some people that absolutely <laughs> blow my mind using um gamepad. Mm-hmm. And I just have to ask, how do you how, Yeah. How are you getting your ship to do that with <laughs> So as someone who flew for years with a um with a gamepad, it's relatively it okay, ha- doing it with a lot of skill might not I might not be the expert in that. However, I killed my first Cyclops with a gamepad. Wow. How, how did you do that? That's let me just um sort of bow down for a second because I could <laughs> no, 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 no. I couldn't. <laughs> It's not as tricky as you first think. There are a lot more buttons on um on the gamepad that will um allow you to have um a, a lot of a lot of freedom of control. It is a lot easier than you you first think it is, especially if that's again that at that point that was all I knew. That I'd been flying with a gamepad since I started, and I didn't think that Hotas was ever going to be in my future, and I was going to be stuck on it. I was going to be using a gamepad forever, so um, I was I was very used to it. Um, you you can get all of your well, most of your lateral and vertical um, movement on a gamepad without having to press any buttons. And also with the gamepad, I have a keyboard in front of me as well. So, for example, um, things like heat sinks, chaff, and um, shield cell banks, things like that are within easy reach of like maybe a little finger tap or something. So I can still be be de- relatively dexterous with a gamepad and just move the whole gamepad and my hand forward to press the buttons I need to, or just like a millisecond, just move and press that button. I don't know how you would do it on a, um, 
on like an Xbox where you don't have access to extra accoutrement that are, that you can program keys into. That is wild to me. But the fact that I had the gamepad and then also the keyboard, it made it work. So what you're saying is kind of something I tell a lot of new players. You spend your first hour or so fine-tuning the controls to where you feel comfortable. I'm, I've, uh, I've got thousands of hours in the game and I'm still fine-tuning the controls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, I'm going to need a button for this. Oh, uh, I can't use my half keyboard anymore. I need more, um, need more keys for when I'm walking around. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. And there will, I think there was always a, always a lot of that. And also, I think, I've I think it's asked really that a lot. Well, how to walk that, walk. Want to, that want to um, start out in the lead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first thing you should do, just spend time fiddling with the controls. Yeah, absolutely. Just get used to doing that. And if you if you find something that doesn't work, or you're not liking the placement of something, it's not set in stone. You can change it to something exactly. that you prefer. It's but when you find something that works or that works for you, I I like I still I still use the same buttons on my keyboard for um. Uh, chaff and heat sink and uh, shield cell. Even though I've got a hotel with many buttons, I could probably maybe program them to a stream deck as well. There's lots of different buttons that I could use, but I still use those keyboard buttons because I know them and they're not changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get that. Like, um, yeah. I have pip management on a mouse wheel. Yeah. I click in for power to system. Yeah, click in for power to system, up for engine. No, it's click in for weapons. Down, scroll down for um system, scroll up for engine. So I can easily adjust with just one finger right there without removing that. Yeah. And I've got a fancy X five button mouse. Right. So I've got like the side buttons for like heat sinks and shield cells. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. And that that's what's so and I I I will I will sing this until the cows come home, but that's what's so good about um elite and I'm talking like elite specifically on PC here. I know I know it's quite not quite as forgiving with console, but the amount of freedom that you get with inputs i mean it means a lot of people do spend a lot of money on those certain things but the the amount of freedom that you are allowed with regard to your inputs and what you choose to use really does make that aspect of it so accessible mm-hmm. yeah is yeah. there any area of um elite dangerous that you don't participate in that you'd like to Piracy. Like pulling hauling ships and, and hatchbreaker limpets and and doing that stuff to like um do a heist on on a ship and get the cargo and then go take it off. Yeah. That sounds like it could be really fun. It is yeah. really fun. It can yeah, be frustrating, I haven't done but it's that really either. fun. Hmm. 
now my mind is working a little bit. Um, when you run into trouble, uh, when you're playing, is there anybody in specific specifically that you turn to for advice or for help? I've got a couple friends in my community. Um, if I absolutely want someone to wing up with, right. But for the most part, I try to sit back and figure it out on my own. I've asked a few people for like, ideas on builds right mm. but like when i'm in game in a situation going i've got to limp back to a station i i i don't really reach out to anyone it's um i just get zeroed in on i can do this yeah, yeah. nice That's cool that's a cool that's a cool mentality to have it's just like let yeah. me let me try and work let me get to right at the end of my tab before i before i ask for help let me let me try and figure it out on my own yeah mm -hmm. yep what would you say is um your fondest memory or the most amazing thing that's happened to you during, I know you mentioned the basilisk kill, um, the kill, the basilisk kill earlier, but is there anything that really stands out as the, your fondest memory or the most amazing thing that's happened to you? There, there's a lot to go through. Um, <laughs> During the Odyssey Alpha, I did a, um, with just the gear they let us use in, like, the first week of that, mm -hmm. me and a friend got together and did, like, scav- and, like, did missions where we had to kill scavengers, and we were in my Discord using a voice call, and he has experience in, um, Arma. Right. Okay. So- we were we were going back and forth with callouts like that and we were able to just handle the base pretty much perfectly. Um let's see, I did my hut and run. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just said super cruise assist and played something else during the trip to see if um <laughs> I could beat this one game in the time the Hutton trip took. And I'm comparing the times, I believe I did. <laughs> so nice. Um when I learned how to fly combat FA off. Yeah. That was really fun. I've had some days where I've intentionally gone out and like Desiat or something and just had an absolute blast meeting the side of the community people tend to shun. Yeah. Right. You know? Yep. Because despite what, despite their preferred play style, a lot of them are actually pretty good people mm -hmm. and fun to just joke yeah, around oh, yeah. with. Yep. Agree. I was actually surprised to find that out. You know, like I had it in my head that 
if I interacted with anybody from that section of the community, they would just be complete jerks. And then once I did, I found out that was absolutely untrue that most of them are good people, you know, Mm -hmm. that was a, that was an interesting experience to kind of come to that realization. And overall, how, how cool the community is. Yeah. Yeah. I think think a lot of, a, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of gankers and i hate i really hate yeah. i really really hate that as a term um but uh, a lot of uh, a, a fair amount of people who um go out to have negative and again i d- really don't like um like that but i'm trying to think of a better way to a better way to describe it but um though people who go out and do that um if they beat you it's sometimes it's a learning experience and Mm -hmm. they they are really really willing to then turn it around on its head and go let's let's talk let's um let's show you how why that happened why why Mm -hmm. did that happen why did you fail okay let's let's try something else let me show you how to equip yourself to be yep. in a position to to not have this happen with anybody else. And I think that's yep. really cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And, and like, I do also really like a challenge. Like, sometimes it's it's not even um that you have to change your equipment. It's like, here, um, try this little maneuver. It's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. Yep. Or if you see somebody doing this, if you see their ship turn like this, or if you see, you know, if you see them deploy, use this tactic or this technique, mm-hmm. here's your best bet to either counter it or get away from them or gain an advantage. Right. Mm. So it, it is, it is really cool. And you, and battles like that are vastly different than just your regular, you know, out of the box PV kind of combat stuff too. Absolutely. They're vastly different techniques and in, in uh, I I had um one day where I went out and I just sparred with anyone who wanted to come out and hang out. Mm-hmm. And I picked a really pretty system cuz we could like sit just at the perfect distance from a black hole where we could still get the lensing on occasion. Oh, nice. But not catch fire. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's important, you know. (laughs) And just seeing some of the fights, being in a couple, I know I'm not very good, but they're fun. They're interesting. They're dynamic. Yeah, very true. And, and, it, no two are ever the same. It's always different. Yeah. I may have trolled a few people on, on a couple occasions. <laughs> um, because, as I mentioned, the Laughing Ferret, as right. fast as it is, it has no weapons. Yeah. But I have on occasion carried an interdictor and pulled <laughs> friends. And just right. gone, like, just done the Roadrunner meet meet and you... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. That's something fun to do, I guess. I I, <laughs> I might I might have to give that a try at some point. 
What is it that keeps you logging back into Elite Dangerous? There's always something to do. Yeah. Like, right now, I do feel like the incursions have gone on, they've sort of worn out their welcome, but just the fact that it feels like there is an actual war going on, or yeah. the event with helping the Scriveners out, mm-hmm. right? or helping build the bridge to Colonia. Yep. Um, if I want to, I can just start picking up missions to go um, deliver things to people on foot, or um, take out a criminal base, or go mm-hmm. flying through a planet's rings and hunt a um, criminal organization, or um, yeah. uh, just s- deliver stuff or something. I should do some more mining with people. Mm-hmm. I just haven't done that in a while because um, Celine Jean sort of wore that out unlocking her. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes you're just sitting there not even playing and you're going, wait, will this work on a ship? Yeah. Yep. And you want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go get the ship mm-hmm. and then yep. carry it around and and then go take it and try it for the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I th- I'm sure that I've got, I've got builds upon builds that I haven't, I haven't actually made, but are just like sat, theory crafters builds that I'm like, mm, maybe that'll work. We'll have to have to give it a go at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot to do at the moment in Elite. Um, we are we are talking at a time that is pre two seater SLVs, um, and everything that comes with that. Um, what are you What are you ho- hoping for in the future for Elite? Well, I already touched on one thing, um, like spelunking in like Guardian Absolutely. sites or yes, something. Yes, please, yeah. yes, please, yes, very much, please. Um, I would like outposts and on foot areas to have a little more space to stretch your legs. Okay. Like, they're, they're good. They're effective right now, but maybe, a, maybe a little more space, like a CZ in a slightly larger area where like the, upcoming two-seater SRV could drive through yeah. and you have to hold a position Ooh, or something, you know? So more of like, uh, um, rather than the, the hamlets effectively that they are now more of sort of like a, um, a town, um, sort of mm-hmm. like a small town kind of size that you could, you could sort of push your way through and have another team pushing back at you. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool idea. Ooh, I like that idea. So, um, maybe, maybe, mm -hmm. um, turrets you could man yourself on foot. Yes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like, if you have a position, you can start shooting at the, at the, um, reinforcement ships or, 
or something yeah. coming above. Yeah, think, more think of a about the, combat like thing. the very the very first episode of Firefly when uh, Captain Reynolds runs down and takes over the 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 ground emplacement to shoot down the uh, the Alliance ships. Like that would be so much fun to have a mechanic like that. There's two other little things I think might just be me. Right. But, um, motorbike style SRV. It's not yes. just you. It's not just it's you. It's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> and a grenade launcher. Definitely not just you. Ooh. It, it, just something it, like, y'all, y'all know the like, um, the thumper or whatever. I forget the exact designations. Mm-hmm. But the ones that's just thunk, boom. Yeah. Can can I have yeah. one? Can I'd I really like one, one too. Can I can I, I, I like one. my shotgun and my laser rifle. But could could I just have a thunk, please? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes, please. I mean the rocket launcher is a lot of fun, but I would like a a thunk bunk like <laughs> a proper mortar. Mm-hmm. 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 That that I, I tell you what I'll let you have that if I can have a sniper rifle that shoots uh, even slightly faster. Yes, please. Like a rail rifle? No, just like a, a sniper rifle where the bullets don't. Um, when I wouldn't be able to run faster than the chuffing bullets. At the <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> Honestly, um, I found out that the plasma shotgun can kind of do that. That might be that might be the way forward. Then let's let's be honest. Yeah, let's look into that. I, I've, <laughs> had, I've had some experiences where um, the shotgun has just, even with no scope on it, I've sniped people with it, and I'm just like, why is this two barrel shotgun better than the executioner? <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good question, Celine. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe make the projectiles on the oppressor a little faster it already has a proper lmg feel can it actually be do a little better at maybe suppressing an area there's there's so many like little um yeah little tweaks that i'd love to make to some of the weaponry in that game so i'm i'm glad i'm glad i'm not the only person feeling that way same are there, um, are, are there any of, other sort of like quality of life quality of life improvements you'd go for? I know a lot of people say we'll we'll probably go like ship interiors or something, but um, all I all I really want as far as an interior is maybe somewhere to like analyze, Jeanette, um bio samples or something or um maybe do a little more with that or um yeah i feel like that whole mechanic is something that's like half finished like we haven't seen the quality of life um let us type in a number when (gasps) we are buying a large amount of something yeah. If I want to buy 752 gold, don't make me sit there holding the plus button until I hit 752. Let me type in 752. Right. Or if I if I have 10,000 of something on my carrier, 
Let me just type out that I want to sell 10,000 and then scroll through the um, market value adjustment, you know, like it is now, because I'm fine with that. So the reason they don't do that is because of console. To have the consistency oh, between, between console oh. and um and PC. Now, if they had a situation where a little keypad could pop up on console and then you could access it in console, it's like the same reasons why if you're walking around, you can't just type in the number on the um on like a security code or something. You have to um move to it and then select the the numbers and then it'll open. You can't type it in. Mm-hmm. Um, right. it, it, it's all of those reasons are to every, it, like everything has to be done within the back of the mind thinking about console players as well but having a little pop-up that um uh, specific yeah. to console that little, would give you a number pad would be a, a, would be a great solution to that or, yeah. yeah and maybe a lean went on for it yeah like like, like that out of cover yes oh lean yes please and maybe go prone mm-hmm. yep Prone and lean would be greatly appreciated. I don't know what I'd assign lean to, but I'd, I'd make it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Okay, we need more buttons. We need more buttons again. <laughs> I, I need to move. I need to move things around. I'd have to relearn again. <laughs> oh no! Never mind. I forget what I said about new buttons. I don't want to relearn stuff. <laughs> I'm too set in my ways. Um. Salim, what can we expect from you as far as Elite Dangerous goes in the future? Like content creation, what is your, what are you and your squadron going to be doing? Um, that sort of stuff. I'm, as far as the squadron goes, I'm probably going to try to get back to working on an in-game faction and getting that going. If not, mm-hmm. I'll just find a faction to adopt or work with. Um, I'm going to continue trying to move up the Thargoid Interceptor chain and trying to be work with like first responder to major events like when the incursion started. I'm also going to be tracking a certain um, little bit of tinfoil hattery I followed a little while back. I don't think Welcome salvation is on the up and up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of stuff seems too coincidental. Yep. And I just, I think he's up to something, and I don't think fighting the Thargoids is his ultimate goal. That, that I would be, I, I, I think it, I think there is a power grab there, not that isn't solely Thargoid related. I would highly agree yeah. with you there. Thank you. Thank the you. Other, the other yep. thing, have you been to the abandoned bases? Some of the abandoned bases, not necessarily the Thar- the Thargoid cults, but there's like a, um, one of them's like a scrapyard. Um, the scrapyard is always the one that, um, yeah, that's that a good one. The, the, it, it's, it's a scrapyard. I should- I think I've been to a couple, but not 
all of them there's a list that you can go down and go and visit visit all of them they're really really interesting and one of them one of them is a scrapyard and i visited this scrapyard place for the first time maybe two two days before um salvation said all oh, the thargoids are going to end up in this system whose name i can't remember um but t- oh, in two days time yeah 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 and then in two days time they wipe he he just went and wiped them all out with a um with a that is too that's too coincidental for me and yeah. it I, I the the one with the scrapyard i'd visited that and i'd visited a few other abandoned bases just before that had all happened and it just seemed to Stuff that that was saying the 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 abandoned bases were saying seemed to marry up with what happened with salvation and with um bringing all the um all the thargoids suddenly appearing where he said that they would appear. Is it because of um, something they did, or he did to, or his uh his operation did to make make the thargoids go there? I feel like the abandoned bases have the key for that, and that is super tinfoily. Yeah. There's another thing I point out. Um, when he was doing the mission in Kornsar and going, hey, bring medicine to the rescue carriers, but only get the medicine at this specific area system, at this yeah. specific megaship. There were three megaships there. And I don't know if a lot of people noticed the other two. What were the other two? There were, there were like two, um, slightly smaller mega ships, but they were bulk cargo. Right, and they were about tens of kilometers away from the main mega ship where everyone was landing. Okay. So, so he had a lot of a lot of stuff that was that was being picked up. They were carrying extra cargo. Do you think, or there was I, something? I love a bit there, of speculation. I, I, point, <laughs> yeah. I point that out because um, when update eight dropped, I was going around like, "Look, we can go inside mega ships now." I decided I would go to Salvation's mega ship. Yeah, Great Sentinel. And when I landed, I noticed. It was set to jump to Marope at Servertech. Okay. Mm. He jumps to Marope. He's not warning anyone. He's not telling anyone. He jumps to Marope. Suddenly, several systems across the Pleiades are attacked. The Witch Head. Um, I think Colsack. A couple mm. other places. And I'm just thinking back. His personal hire, his personal entourage, he had at least four megaships total, and weren't there like four incursion points? That's very interesting. It, it really, it really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, really, and, and I, I love, I love the fact that you've brought this to the table today. This is awesome. Yeah. it really, I'd be so. Uh, and also, it, <laughs> how he um, stayed out in the Pleiades at Marope long enough 
to get rogue elements of Aegis, um, General Tanner, Admiral Tanner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever his rank is, I messed that up, to get angry enough to launch an attack on the Taurus's home station. Yeah, what he did they just know kind get, of thing? He wanted to get someone from Aegis angry. Yeah. And as soon as that attack started, Salvation's megaship was set to jump back to Embuni. As so, soon like, he as was Admiral Tanner there to stir the pot. Exactly. And as once he got what he wanted. <laughs> sorry, and the thing ahead. is, Admiral Tanner, he was in the wrong, but he was also barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. The Taurus home station has nothing to do with it. They don't know what Salvation's doing. It's the ones he's hired for himself. If there's any evidence of him doing anything, it'll be on Bright Sentinel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really and good point. If, if by some twist, the a- Tanner's side in that had of one, they would have found nothing. And we would have just had this whole thing about Salvation playing a victim card. Look Look at what Aegis has been reduced to. Bunch of Look, look at what they're up to. He would have just used it for himself. And Tanner would have found nothing. And would have, would have ended up in the same shape he is now. That's wild. I love it. My brain is going now. I love it. I love it. I'm just like <laughs> taking things over. I'm like, yeah, no, he's got a point. Got a point there. Yeah, no, definitely got a point <laughs> And this is just something that I've been tracking, and I'm not saying that I want this to end because I love the fact that I've had some people argue with my points, and the fact that they've crafted a storyline that people can go back and forth on and get this invested in, I want it to continue, and I look forward to it continuing, and I look forward to participating in it continuing. Yeah. Yeah. And we know they've got, we've got what, at least a, another year, 14 months or so of story already mm-hmm. generated and waiting to be released. Cause it was two years when Odyssey dropped that they, they said they had at least two years worth of story to tell us. I'm sure after just, a little while ago that um, he was in a meeting for further stuff as well. So, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Mm. And just the fact that there's all that, I'm, I'm really looking forward to where that's going. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. That's cool. So now, is there any hour of the day <laughs> where you don't have Elite pulled up on your screen? Are there other games that you enjoy playing? Let me get real close to the mic here. Oh, God. <laughs> I also play Star Citizen. That's okay. <gasps> I know a few people who play it as well. I, it's fine. It's okay That's to do so it. That's not so bad. <laughs> I'm a general sci-fi nerd. 
Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it, it is not the same as what Elite does as far as a game. Yeah. It scratches a different itch. Yeah. Exactly. And I can also exactly. enjoy those adventures. Yep. Yep. I feel like there's, there's sort of this, I don't know if it's a triangle or a, a, a diamond, but there's like on one hand you have elite, which feels very much like a star fight, star flight simulation game at its heart. Right. I, I, and com- then- I compare it like this. Um, you have elite on the one side, which feels like star Trek. Right. And then you have something like star citizen on the other, which feels like star Wars. Right. Right. Yeah. I like that description. That's pretty good. And then No Man's Sky, which feels like um, an acid trip, but it's amazing. (laughs) No Man's Sky to me feels... No Man's Sky? It's so much fun. No Man's Sky to me feels much more like like an arcade game. Yeah. um, In its its play style. And I feel like No Man's Sky is on one end and this is where my, the triangle comes from. No Man's Sky would be on one end is like a very arcadey sci-fi space game. Elite Dangerous on the other, that's very simulation. And, you know, there's all these rules of gravity and things like that. And then in between them would be Star Citizen. That's like a little of each one. It's not quite as full simulation as Elite. And it's not quite as arcadey as No Man's Sky. But it's got a little bit of both of them. Mm-hmm. Like Elite Dangerous, you can have your um, you have your ship, you have your um, you have all of that where you have your thing. You can have your Firefly or Star Wars style adventure in the other, and you can just jump into this playground and sort of Star Fox. Um, I'm trying to think of some other sci-fi sort of universe to compare it to, but there's no man's sky. Mm-hmm. But we're all playing games about space. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think we can, I think people that go, Oh, I don't want to play that one over there, but I'll play mm-hmm. this one over here. Yeah. But I think people can actually look back and forth and recognize. Yeah. Space is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, space games are really bloody there's, cool. There's there's plenty of space out there for all of these yeah, games. Exactly, <laughs> plenty I, of space out there. I'm I'm also a um, Metroid fangirl, and oh, recently nice. Dread came out. Okay, oh, that game was so good. Really, I have not given that a shot yet. I need to. I need it to was, look into that. It was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I adored it. Oh, that is awesome. Um, I think that's it for all of the, like the regular question questions, but we do have a fun little lightning round that we throw in at the end. If you, if you are so inclined. It, it's not a, it's not an essay. It's, it's not it's, an essay. It's not, um, it's not something that you have to have any knowledge of the game for. We're not, we're not terrible people. It's just a little bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Perfect. All right. The idea is that these are all Elite Dangerous related questions. The idea is to uh, 
kind of throw out the first thing that pops into your head for each question, short and succinct. Um, we like to say answer as quickly and accurately as possible, but we've found out that the, that varies from for person to person as mm-hmm. to what that means. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you are ready. All right. Excellent. What is your favorite ship? Courier. Least favorite ship? Cutter. What is the best ship in the game? Crate. The worst ship in the game? (laughs) It's okay to reuse answers if you need to, too. Cutter. (laughs) What is your favorite station? Titan's Daughter. And favorite system? Tegeta. True or false? There's a free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. Oh, absolutely. Didn't you get yours? I didn't. I went and they were they closed. Must have... oh, I got you. I need to go back out there again. Um, <laughs> engineered or vanilla modules in your ships? Engineered. Alliance, Federation, Empire, or Independent? Independent. Favorite power play leader? None, really. All right. Um, If you run out of gas, would you call the fuel rats or would you just wait there to blow up in peace? I would call the fuel rats. If you have low hull, would you call the hull seals? Would you keep going and hope for the best? Or would you just wait for your oxygen to run out? Hope for the best. True or false, there's a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. I'll make the joke about Hutton, but I'm not going to make it anywhere. I'm not going to say anything to try and push, push people out there. 65,000 light years. <laughs> you might get the exploration data to push you really close, but... Right. <laughs> Thargoids. Friend, foe, or undetermined? Currently foe, but humanity fired first. Yes. And finally, flight assist on or off? Landing on, fighting off. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Is there anything that we haven't covered today, Celine, that you would like to talk about? Not really. I think that about does it. Awesome. Fair, fair enough. If anyone wants to find you or connect with you, um, please go ahead and plug your stuff. Let them know where to find you. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all that kind of good stuff. Um, Twitch, it's Celine Star Dragon, all one word. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, it's at S Star Dragon. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I forget exactly how to do the the YouTube that I have doesn't exactly have the fancy um, URL yet, so gotcha. I don't remember that string. It's, but it's it is fine. linked. <laughs> it is linked across a couple other platforms. So okay, 
Perfect. Fair enough. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for for coming on and talking to us. It's been it's been a really a really cool chat. Really, really cool chat. It's been wonderful to speak to you. I was absolutely glad to be here. Holy mackerel! That was that went places I didn't expect. Most most notably about ship naming. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Is my ship naming game completely, completely noobish and ridiculous. I feel compared like to hers. <laughs> I feel like for for the next um God knows how many episodes we do of this, I feel like that's a conversation that we need to we need to bring up or one of the questions yeah. that we need oh, to yeah. ask. It it like somebody mentioned it in Discord the other day, talked about naming ships um schemes, yeah. and I was like, uh, maybe, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. I think so the way some people name ships. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely fantastic, and Celine yes. is right up there in yep. in the list of the way the way ships are named. I thought that was masterful super cool. ship naming. Agreed. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I, I personally, or have always looked at VTubing like it is a mask and a persona that you put forward that kind yeah. of thing like this is a yeah. it's a, a persona or a different height um in, enhanced version of yourself kind of thing and right i am um, i completely now stand corrected yeah completely yeah. Utterly Me stand too. corrected i i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting that sort of depth of information to come from Celine, and i thought it was really eye-opening yeah yeah i agree and it's like i said i've i've kind of looked at the whole VTubing world through this lens of like, I really don't understand what I'm looking at, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of cool. Um, And now I have a much better understanding of that. And not only, not only that it's dispelled a lot of these like weird notions. My head has come up with around VTubing. Like you were saying like, Oh, they must create a persona or this is some sort of sort of like second life alternate them. That's not really. And, and that's not necessarily the case. It could be, Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's not, um, and it's yeah. just a, um, it's just a, another presentation, uh, you know, of an individual. Of it doesn't yeah. really mean anything. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's like, that was fascinating to me. Um, yeah. um, I, I love Celine a lot. I hope, I hope that she has time to come and join us, um, on the 19th to talk about, me too. um, to talk talk some more um mm-hmm. when we when we have our christmas party um yes. I, I don't know i don't know if you can notice but i am incredibly excited about it it's it's gonna really? be off it's gonna i think you, it's just gonna I be had no fun clue. <laughs> i just think it's gonna be fun and i i yeah. can't wait to just like chill and chat with and chat with folks and just have a nice relaxing time because like it's it's a stressful kind of year. It's yeah. been a stressful year. It's a busy year as well. So it's been it's been a stressful, busy, wonderful, terrible year. Mm. <laughs> All of those things sometimes at the on. same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, that's all for this week. You can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast at our website, flightassistpodcast.com. And you can stay up to date by following us on Twitter at flightassist underscore ed. Remember, this podcast is all about commanders and communities, and that means you. We'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests. And if you're an elite dangerous commander who would like to be a guest on the podcast, or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest, we need to know that too. Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flightassist underscore ed, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io forward slash flightassist, or by dropping us a line using the contact form on the website. If you would like to support the podcast and get access to exclusive content at the same time, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash flightassist. With thanks to our flight officer patrons, Atom Farin, Baron von Marlon, Commander Reese Slang, Crispy Tatertot, Elvis Kremen, Glitched Helix, Jonathan Turner, Caldra, Not Me Mister, Slightly Dave, Timis V2, and Tomax99. Until next time, this is Commander Mal for the win. And Commander Psychic. Handing the controls back to you. Flight assist off. <laughs> <laughs>